Farm Food Facts, where every farmer, every acre, and every voice matter. Welcome to Farm Food Facts for Wednesday, August 7th. I'm your host, Phil Lentford. This week, it's all about farmers markets. Later in the podcast, I talk with Jody Gawker, the executive director at Lundale Farm and a local food advocate. But first, our thought leader this week is Ben Feldman, executive director at Farmers Market Coalition. Ben, welcome to Farm Food Facts. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Phil. So, you know, this is National Farmers Market Week. I am so excited. You know, um, as a lot of our listeners know, I live in Santa Monica. I am very lucky. I have an exceptional farmers market right around the corner from me every Sunday. Uh, What should we be thinking and talking about when it comes to National Farmers Market Week? That's a great question, Phil. And um, yeah, you do have a wonderful market there in Santa Monica. So National Farmers Market Week is really a a wonderful opportunity for us to celebrate all of the incredible things that farmers markets do for farmers, for consumers, and and for communities. And this year, we're in particular focused on the role that farmers markets play in helping to support new and developing businesses. You can think of a farmers market almost like a small business incubator. You know, we have so many farmers and food-based businesses who come into farmers markets because they are, compared to other uh, ways to sell your product, a relatively low barrier to entry. Um, And it really provides them a great opportunity to scale their business, learn what their customers are looking for, um, and then grow that business. And many times through the farmers market, they also receive other opportunities, whether um, it's to sell to restaurants or to publicize their CSA programs. Um, and then we see many of those those businesses um, go on to develop brick and mortar stores or online sales or other outlets that complement the work that they do at the farmers markets. And, and sometimes they grow into national businesses um, like Hodo Foods or Blue Bottle Coffee um, or some of these other businesses that got their start in farmers markets and now have become well-known national brands. So Ben, what I love about having you as the lead for the Farmers Market Coalition is you actually spent a lot of time um, on the other side of the table selling produce and baked goods at farm stands and and farmers markets. So you really understand uh, both the consumer side as well as the farmer side of this. Yeah, I've I've been really fortunate in my career. Um, When I started in farmers markets, I had no idea that I was going to have the opportunity to have a career in farmers markets. It's a pretty wonderful place to have spent a career. Um, I continue to work in this field because um, I love food and I love the people who are who are part of it. But yeah, I definitely um, have had a, a colorful background in terms of um, all different aspects of farmers markets, which um, again, I think um, for many folks, myself included, when I started, didn't realize how many different aspects of um, farmers markets there are. And um, the work as a market manager in particular is very eye-opening. I think many folks... Um, think of farmers markets and they don't think about what it takes to put a farmers market together. Um, Certainly sometimes when I have conversations with people about um, market managers and their job, you can kind of see the wheels turning as people are realizing in the moment that of course it takes someone behind the scenes to be coordinating with the city and setting up the vendors spots and um, making sure that they're in the right spot, not in somebody else's spot and, you know, dealing with the customers and sort of doing that, facilitation and management role that's so critical to um, any successful event or business, but that is often 
um, unseen in particular at farmer's markets. Well, what I love the most is when I walk through my farmer's market and, and I see consumers talking to the people behind the tables and asking about it. And, and really in this era of transparency, being able to discover where the food comes from, uh, how it's grown, you know, whether it's organic or not organic and the, the level of experience and expertise that is on the other side of the table, being able to educate consumers is huge. And I, and I really think, and I could be wrong, this is just, you know, observational more than anything else. I really think that farmers markets have done an enormous job in educating consumers about food. Yeah, certainly. And, and, you know, you touched on the fact that consumers want transparency now. They want to know where their food comes from and how it was raised, how it was produced. Um, and then, you know, you, you also touched on an, another important point that um, for many uh, urban dwellers, really their primary uh, engagement, the primary way in which they um, interact with agriculture in today's modern world is at the farmer's market. There's very little uh, opportunity for most people, and most people in, in the United States now do live in cities or other urban environments, um, and they don't interact with agriculture otherwise. And the farmer's market is such a wonderful place for that. And so for many people, um, it is the face of agriculture today. One of, the, one of the things that I've noticed throughout the country is there are certain supermarket retailers who have now opened up their parking lots to have farmers markets right in their parking lot. And while that might seem uh, that it's taking business away uh, from the supermarket, it actually isn't. For those retailers that have done it, and I've spoken to them, they say it really reinforces, you know, local, it builds a better relationship. To your earlier point, a lot of these farmers markets are now selling their product into the supermarket itself. And I think that that kind of partnership is fabulous. What's your take on it? Yeah, I think it's an interesting development and one that um, I think smart grocers recognize that anything that they can do to get more people into their parking lot is likely to improve their bottom line. Mm -hmm. And if there's a way to make that work that uh, supports both the farmers at the, the farmer's market and then the grocery store as well, um, you know, it's certainly something we're all for. We don't um, consider farmer's markets to be... Um, the only place that people can or do shop, uh, you know, I think recognizing that is important that we um, we have allies all across the food system and working together when it makes sense is certainly an appropriate and, and wonderful thing for us to be doing. Um, you know, our, our focus, of course, is is running far strengthening farmers markets. And I should have probably should have mentioned earlier, our mission is to strengthen farmers markets for the benefit of farmers, shoppers and communities. So, again, you know, if 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 the the market there is um, is meeting that that goal, then you know we're all for that. There's there's certainly um, complementary aspects to it, and we recognize that certain markets, um, you know, there there's a, there can be a challenge for shoppers in getting all of the products that they want at the farmers market, and sometimes they need do need to stop by the grocery store afterwards. So why not um, have them in the same parking lot? So your background is undergraduate agroecology and sustainable food systems, and your master's is environmental science from the University of California. So give me the, the picture. 
look in your crystal ball from an ag standpoint, from a farmer's market standpoint, what are farmer's markets look like in five years from now? Mm, that's a great question. So one of the, the things that, that I think is interesting in the farmer's market world is where we're seeing a lot of um, changes and development in the way farmers markets think of themselves. And, and I think that's important. Um, one of the, the, you know, the rising tide in, in our food system in general, um, there are a few different currents, one of which, of course, is how people get their food. Um, we've seen, obviously, uh, the rise of delivery box programs, mail order, uh, mail delivery programs, and people have a wealth of ways that they can get foods directly to their door. And so one of the, the biggest questions for farmers markets um, is how do we address this question? Because um, for so many of the core shoppers at a farmer's market, the thing about it that is uh, most enticing and most wonderful uh, is that opportunity to experience your food in a, in a different way and interact with the people who grew it and um, really make that connection. And for many people, it's also a, a, something of a refuge from uh, the increasingly busy lifestyle that uh, is, is, grow, you know, is a growing trend or sentiment in our society. Um, at the same time, many people, uh, that does influence how they shop as well. And because there is this feeling and this um, overwhelming sense of not having enough time, for many people, the, 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 that plays out with a need to get their food direct, straight to their door. So this is definitely something that farmers markets are grap grappling with. Um, so the other piece, of course, is a growing wealth inequity in our society. Um, and so farmers markets are, are struggling with questions of how to ensure that farmers markets can be access points for low-income shoppers. And um, these are two threads that are very much on, on our radar and ones that um, markets across the country are developing innovative programs to try and address. So um, we do see markets developing more infrastructure, for example, in order to um, extend their hours and increase the convenience aspect of farmers markets in order to get to that first point. Um, and then farmers markets really have been on the cutting edge in terms of developing solutions um, in order to improve access uh, for low-income shoppers in a way that you know, I don't think we've seen in other parts of the, um, the food system. So, you know, for example, that looks like um, testing out uh, the incentive programs that you may be familiar with. Those are programs where uh, individuals who are shopping with federal nutrition benefits, in particular the, uh, the SNAP program, are able to get those benefits doubled by shopping um, at their local farmer's market. And that's something that is now moving its way into grocery stores, but originated at farmer's markets in a way in which farmer's markets are really um, trying to push the envelope and, and be proactive about um, supporting their community. And I think probably most important is we never want to lose that connection between the consumer and the farmer and really reinforce that. And I know, you know, at my farmer's market, and I'm there every Sunday, uh, just from a community standpoint, you see everybody. You see everybody there with their kids, with their grandparents, whatever else, and it becomes the center of the universe, at least in Santa Monica. So, you know, Ben, thank you so much for all the work that 
that you do. Um, it's a celebration, National Farmers Market Week, and uh, happy to have you here on Farm Food Facts. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate the time. And now the news you need to know. Organics are still showing a surging demand. About 30 years ago, it was nearly unheard of for shoppers to find an extensive array of fresh organic produce in a major grocery store. Although previously organics were simply viewed as a niche market, today organics are considered mainstream. As per the Food Marketing Institute, organics can now be found in 82% of supermarkets, with billions of dollars in sales to prove it. Millennials are being credited with much of this rising popularity, in particular, those who are married with children. Additionally, this particular subset of shoppers is willing to pay a premium for organics, and researchers believe this trend will continue to grow as the younger wave of millennials also begun to marry and start their own families. Consumer demand for organic products is expected to keep growing, and not just here in the U.S., but across the globe. Fresh produce is forecasted to remain one of the top food categories. It boils down to giving shoppers what they want, and convenience, choice, and year-round supply are crucial to keeping fresh organic fruit and vegetables a focal point of the produce department. And let's not forget, what grocers need to know is local is where it's at, because when they have local produce, you have lower prices, greater nutrition, and more flavor. And although organics are enjoying a surging popularity, not all produce is regarded as desirable. What can be done to utilize ugly produce and minimize food waste? Lately, there's been ongoing increased attention surrounding the global problem of food waste. And while there are various causes for wasted food, some are unavoidable, for example, an unforeseen hurricane, which causes a ship carrying bananas to be unable to get to port until the fruit is overripe, there's also a lot of food that goes to waste for foolish reasons. One of the most egregious is that of cosmetic imperfection. Fruit or vegetables that simply don't meet buyer specifications for color, size, shape, or ripeness. At the retail level, several ugly produce companies have appeared. Buying these undesirable items, referred to as seconds in produce, at a discounted price, then passing on the savings to their customers. However, shrewd chefs and managers have already been doing this at food service for many years. On a small scale, operators will let farmers and farmers market staff know that they're willing to take these products off their hands at a discount. And on a broader level, programs such as the National Food Group's Opportunity Buys will identify overruns and imperfect products and offer them to food service buyers at a deep discount. So let farmers and farmers markets know what you're looking for, because farmers often experience frustration when they're trying to sell these seconds. Reach out to farmers, aggregators, and farmers markets to let them know that if the flavor is there and the price is right, you're willing to do business. What grocers need to know is it's time to reach out and build a relationship with the farmer. Jody Gawker is the executive director at Lundale Farm in Pottstown and co-owner of Gawker Farms, an 8th, 9th, and 10th generation 260-acre farm in Berks County, Pennsylvania, where she and her family raise crops and dairy steers. Lundale Farm is a sustainable farming community in northern Chester County, a place of inspiration, innovation, and opportunity for farmers, landowners, and others committed to locally grown food. 
Jody, welcome to Farm Food Facts. Thank you for having me. So first of all, I love your title. You are the doer of all things. Is that what it says on your business card? Um, if I had business cards for Gawker Farms, I'm sure it would say doer of all the things, but um, I don't. Well, you you got to get it. <laughs> You 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 gotta you gotta print them up just to just to really impress people, absolutely you know so you know you and your family pride yourselves on locally grown food we've seen local become a huge trend why is that I think I've been saying for years there's never been a more exciting time to be in agriculture because consumers have decided that they need to know everything about their food. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that local food has seen an increase because more people are caring about it. And farming is cool all of a sudden. Uh, people are leaving the corporate world and starting gardens and small farms. Uh, so it's a pretty exciting time. You know, what consumers are finally recognizing is that if you buy something that's local, um, and let me just talk about produce for a second, because I know we want to talk about more things than just produce. But if they buy produce that's local, it's in season. It's usually more affordable because it's in season. It's more tasty and it's more nutritious. So, you know, the, the fact that these light bulbs are going off in people's heads, I think is so great for the whole local movement. It sure is. So. You know, talk to me a bit about your farm and why you decided to really do a major outreach in farmers markets. Um, our farm, uh, obviously, eighth, ninth, and tenth generation farm. We've been in this farming game for a long time, um, but my husband and I were trying to find our place in the family farm. Um, it's very difficult to get additional acres. Uh, we were a dairy farm until 13 years ago when we sold the cows um, and trying to figure out what's the next step. Um, my husband really enjoys crop farming, and that's what he would like to do and continue to do. Um, but we needed to bring in another income to the farm to bring in the next generation. So we, they wanted, um, the family wanted to get more steers or more animals on the land. Um, and they were used to having steers in the past, so I suggested that they do start raising steers again and direct market them through farmer's markets. Um, previously, I had worked for a Penn State Extension and working with their beginning farmer and rancher program um, and also worked for the Chester County Economic Development Council as their agriculture project manager. So I was working with these farmers and farmer's markets um, in assisting them with connecting them with farmers and business planning and marketing already in my job. So um, that was a natural idea for me to um, add another income to the farm. So we started doing that in uh, 2013, um, and it's really grown every year, and we've um, really grown a revenue stream for the next generation through it. Very cool. Now, talk to me a bit about farmers markets and how they've changed. I think when most people think of a farmer's market, they think about produce. But farmer's markets today are a lot broader than just produce, right? They sure are. Um, if you think about a farmer's market, our job at a farmer's market is to be a one-stop shop for consumers because we want consumers to do their grocery shopping at the market um, and gain more of their food dollar there 
instead of having them have to go to both a farmer's market and a grocery store per se. So in order to meet that need, a farmer's market really has to diversify itself and not just have produce, but meat and eggs and pastas and beverages, uh, shelf-stable products, um, lots of value-added things that uh, consumers would buy at a grocery store, but trying to capture that dollar at the market uh, so they can do their primary grocery shopping there and then maybe supplement with a grocery store, for example. So, Jody, being at farmers markets, obviously, one of the reasons that consumers love it is they get to talk to people like you and really find out a lot more about their foods and, and the impact. Um, what are some of the questions that you're hearing these days from consumers? Well, us specifically, we raise beef. So the number one question that I typically get is, is it grass fed? Is it organic? Are your cows happy? Uh, questions like that. And are your cows happy? They are happy cows because happy cows eat and ours do. But I also like to say dairy farmers would like you to know that we raise steers and not cows. But yes, our steers are very happy. Terrific. Well, Jody, thanks so much for joining us today on Farm Food Facts. Absolutely. Thank you. For more information on all things food and agriculture and to listen to our archives, please visit fooddialogues.com under the Programs and Media tab. And visit us on Facebook at U.S. Farmers and Ranchers or on Twitter at USFRA. Until next time.